Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose-driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference. <laughs> we were just talking about changing the thing. We need a new bumper. <laughs> yeah, we want to change it up. It's a new life. It's it's a new life. Woo! What's up, everybody? Good morning, good afternoon. Good, good evening. N- good evening. Good day. Good night. Good day. <laughs> Uh, David Boswell and Melina Boswell joining you today. We finally have mom back in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Is everybody clapping? (sighs) Yep. That's applause. Yeah. Shoot. Mom's been gone for how long has it been? She went on a, um, what's a good way to describe? I I, want to say like self-realization, but I don't know if that's the right word. It's like a, what would you call that experience? Well, what I would call it is uh, definitely, uh, hmm. yeah, some um, self-reflection, internal, um, maybe grounding, (laughs) right? And I kind of, (laughs) I kind of make, I kind of make jokes about it, you know. So I walked eight hundred and one miles in fifty-four days. Yeah, that's insane. That's actually insane. and the walk is the El Camino Real. El Camino Real. So, what exactly? Like, who? How did it start? Who walked it? What? So, it was the um, California Mission Walkers, and actually, I think, and I haven't. You know, it's a funny thing. I don't ever listen to my own podcast. Do you? Do you ever listen to them? Never. Never. Yeah, you're so my son. Mm-mm. It's a weird thing too. I hate listening to myself. I'm like, ugh. Like, who cares? Who wants to even hear anything I have to say? I don't want to hear myself. So, you know, I honestly, I feel like that. That's you how do. I feel all the mm-hmm. time. But then I got, I went onto YouTube. Um, like a week ago, mm-hmm. and I found myself stuck, and I watched the entire episode of when we did the with um, what is the lady's name? Oh, I feel like an ass for forgetting her name right now. I should, Diane. I should have Diane. <laughs> should have walked into this one. <laughs> Shit. We, see, we're not. We're, we're so scripted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Diane. I but I, mm. you know, I don't know. I've been in kind of. It's been blurry. Every you know, the whole past couple of years have been a little blurry. So when I. I found the video. I just started watching it. And I got into it. I thought it was good. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. We don't suck. No, we don't suck. That's what I thought. You don't. You don't totally suck. You don't totally suck. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the California Mission Walkers. So right. well, they were pilgrims, right? It was like a yeah. Pilgrim it's walk. a pilgr- It was a pilgrimage. Yeah. So bottom line, I wanted to. I was gonna. You know, I knew a few things about myself. I was looking for okay, some. Okay, hold kind on of though. So what? Yeah. What is what is the walk? The, oh, what is the walk? So it is actually walking all twenty-one California missions. So what are the missions? The missions are um, they are actual missions that were planted by the Catholic Church. Actually, mm-hmm. by it was started by uh, Junipero Serra, um, and they were. It's an interesting thing. They are all up and down California. So you'll see. Um, along the coast, you'll see mission bells, and they were created really with the intention of um, colonizing. That's really what they were about, and they did it under the under the guise of religion. So they proselytized to the um, indigenous people. Mm. So we were occupied by Spain at that time, and Russia was actually looking at the coast of California, the California coast. And if you think about it now. I mean, the California coast is, I mean, aside from the beauty, we have unbelievably rich soil. Mm -hmm. So much. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding? And so when the Russians came over and started looking at the the terrain, um, the 
Spaniards got super smart and said, oh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to build missions. And missions provide sanctuary, religious sanctuary. So they began to um, colonize and they recruited the indigenous people uh, into and converted them to Catholicism. Hmm. That's really what it was. And so, you know, there was a million different um, perspectives well, there's two probably strong perspectives of how that happened, just like I think there is with everything else in life. And I think it's interesting to me um, in the climate that we're living in right now, politically speaking, right? Like the country is so divided. I mean, and also, let me say this. The country is so divided according to the regular, like that's what everybody's telling us. The country is so divided. The country is so divided. And my experience mm-hmm is that it's not necessarily, we're not that divided. Yeah. So there's this narrative out there that people buy into. Um, and some of the things that concern me is that we don't embrace what our history was. Mm. So the mission building was, do I believe that um, Father Sarah uh, had the right intentions when he decided to build the missions and proselytize and convert people to Catholicism. I absolutely believe he had the right intentions. Um, did he go about it in all the perfect ways? Uh, obviously not because he has a belly button and anybody has yeah, a belly like button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they screw up. So you, you have some people on the side of man, the poor indigenous people, they were forced into to convert their religious beliefs to Catholicism in order to survive which may be true. Then you have the other people say, um, some indigenous people could say, thank God for Father Sarah because they converted us to the truth. They, he taught us, you know, the right ways to live. They mm-hmm. taught us, you know, so it just depends. It's all perspective and all of it's true. Mm-hmm. And it, it hurts my heart to imagine. I think the worst thing we can do is erase even the ugly because mm-hmm. there was ugly. I think if we don't, then, you know. You can't learn from it either. Uh, Absolutely. So part of the pilgrimage is, you know, I walked from mission to mission. So I started in San Diego and walked all the way up the coast in some inland, right, to every single, all 21 missions up to Sonoma, which ironically, I'm born and raised in California. I've never been to Sonoma. Yeah, me either. I know, Mm. because you're my kid. So if I've never been, you you know, never been there, never been to Napa. Yeah. So weird. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, there was parts of California, literally, I felt like a total like um jerk because i know your own place yeah i was like oh my gosh am i really still in california yeah because i felt like i was in midtown ohio yeah it did look like it up there yeah it was incredible just beautiful there's so much beauty in Mm -hmm. california small and Mm -hmm. country and yeah like where everybody knows your name for real Mm -hmm. you know those small town usa absolutely is in especially in, in central california yeah Salinas Valley, all of that. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was yeah, super it was beautiful. Nice. Um, lots of farmland. Like I walked through the salad bowl. That's an actual place. What's Did you that? know that? That's <laughs> a salad bowl. Yeah. Uh, it is like you're walking through kale and like, you know, the spring mix? Yeah. <laughs> you walk literally through the it's spring place, mix. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's a place. <laughs> all of that, all that greenery, it's all there. That's awesome. It's, yeah, really, really incredible. And wow. smelling celery, smelling like, oh, that's kale, huh? Oh, that is spinach. That is, you know, it's really. So what was the purpose when you, you decided, you know, I know you were talking about possibly doing the walk in Spain, mm-hmm. something you wanted to do. Yeah, I wanted to do it. I wanted to have a, a pilgrim experience and I wanted to push myself physically. And so when I couldn't go to Spain because of COVID, I started Googling pilgrim walks in America. Mm-hmm. And that's how I found this walk. And um, 
I think I shared this in the last podcast, which was that, you know, a lady posted, um, I, 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 when I Googled, I landed on a website of a nonprofit called CaliforniaMissionWalkers.org. That's what they are. They're an organization, a nonprofit. They then, you know, directed me to this Facebook page. I get on this Facebook page and I start looking and two ladies post, hey, we're going to walk all the missions. And we're going to start in, in uh, San Diego. And so anybody who wants to join us, come and join us. And so that was my, that was my intention. I decided, oh, I'm going to do that. My, my original plan is I was reading through and understanding the missions. You know, the missions weren't, uh, they weren't built straight up the coast. So in other words, you don't start in San Diego. And then the second one built was um, San Luis Rey. And then it was San Juan Capistrano. That's not the way it was. They were built randomly. But the walk is a continuous walk from mission to mission. So San Diego to Sonoma, right? So I thought, well, I'm going to start from Sonoma and walk down to San Diego. And I thought I would do it sometime in November and December because in my mind, I was thinking about weather, mm. colder, and then still warm down in mm-hmm. Southern California. But these ladies were doing it different. So I thought, oh, I'll hop in and do one leg with them. So maybe walk one mission and that would take about a week. And so, uh, I don't know, by day three, well, first of all, um, day one, I pulled a hamstring. Mm -hmm. Day one. Day one, (laughs) I pulled a hamstring. Just getting broken. (laughs) (laughs) I think I sent you pictures. Mm -hmm. I was sending pictures to my family of... So, uh, yeah, uh, but by, I don't know, the second or third day, one of the girls there that I was walking with Kim, Kim says to me, you have to finish this with me. You have to walk all the way. And I, you know, the, the one thing that I don't ever back down to is a challenge, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. competitive much. Yes, absolutely. I am. And so what I learned is that there's only been five people ever that have walked from San Diego to Sonoma, mm-hmm. only five people. And of course, three of them were men. And so I thought, well, I'm going to be in the top 10. I'm going to be in the first 10 that do this. And I'm going to be, and I'm a woman and I'm going to walk with two other women. Hmm. And so that was, that was kind of the goal that was set in front of me, a challenge, I guess. And, you know, I knew that I wanted, I needed to have, in order to have like an emotional or mental breakdown, I had to physically be broken. Mm -hmm. And I actually said that, which I like, I want to like, take it back, take it back because I ended up pulling a hamstring um, day one, I didn't really feel it. I mean, I felt it when it happened, but by day two, um, and it was like 584 degrees outside too. So, you know, it was super it was freaking hot. hot. Yeah, when you started, it was hot. Yeah, September, it mm-hmm. was like blazing hot. And and California was on fire. Yeah, that's right. You know? Smoky, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and literally, yeah, so I... <laughs> You know, when I, when I made the decision I was going to do it, I kind of told you guys, I think I'm going to finish this. And you guys were like, okay, cool. And and, um, and then the injury. And so I literally had to walk with uh, sticks. I had to use walking sticks. And I was using walking sticks like crutches. You don't know that probably. No. But I was actually using walking sticks like they were crutches because I was in so much pain. So I would, like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I would put the, and then I would lift myself. It's brutal. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so it was an average of 15 miles per day. So some days it was like we didn't take – we took one day off in the entire 54 days. Hmm. Um, A day off would be – there was like three days in a row where we said we were um, super tired and super in lots of pain Mm -hmm. um, injuries. And we said we're going to take three days and walk only eight miles for three days. Mm -hmm. And that was like – that was a day off for us. But there was days we did – 20 miles, 22. The longest day was 26, uh, almost 27 miles. Yeah, it's a long time. Mm-hmm. It's a long walk. <laughs> it was a long walk. Yeah. So it was hard. Yeah. 
It was painful. It was. What was the hardest part, you think? Was there a point you felt like you were going to quit? Um, yeah. You know, there was, there was several times. And it was usually, uh, you know, it was like the last two miles. So maybe I'd be at mile 15 and I knew we were walking. We'd be at 17 miles for the day. And um, that was that was our intention, and and we literally walked hotel to hotel, mm-hmm. right? And then from hotel to mission, the mission, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it was usually like the last couple of miles where my feet hurt so bad, mm-hmm. um, blisters were out of control, my uh, my legs hurt, my um, everything hurt, and I just really wanted to quit. And there was times when I would literally say just keep walking mm-hmm. one more step mm-hmm. one more step one more just do this one more yeah yeah and then i started giving myself permission i started saying things like you know what if you get home you get to the hotel tonight and you decide you're done you can be done grace you're i'm going to you're going to give myself grace and if i if i wake up tomorrow morning and i just don't want to do it then i'm not going to do it mm-hmm. and i think that kind of um, mental conversation then I would always wake up in the morning and the truth is I would wake up in the morning and I would be in so much pain you should have seen me you probably would have cried if you saw me because mm-hmm. I looked like my dad mm. just couldn't really walk couldn't walk yeah I mean I would literally roll out of bed and it would take me a minute I would step my feet down and I would shuffle like little tiny steps like mm-hmm. my dad does because the pain was so intense and I would yeah it was it was bad I mean mm-hmm. I it was bad super bad hard mm-hmm. hard yeah. and blisters whoo I bet yeah. And my ankles, like my feet still aren't the same. Mm-hmm. You they know, grew, right? They did. They grew a whole half a size. <laughs> With. Yeah. Which absolutely uh, sucks. And I'm, my vanity is still intact though. So that's good. Um, Cause there's a couple times where I was like, oh hell no, I'm not going to have my feet looking ugly. I have cute feet. I need to keep my feet looking <laughs> cute. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's true. Mm, right. Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I got a, Two pedicures, yeah. While you were walking, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, when I'd be at places, yeah, it was very strategic. Like I got to get my feet taken care of, absolutely. And sure. and um, I kept them. I I stopped often to uh, take care of my feet, change socks. There was days when, um, especially in the heat of the day, like in the Salinas Valley, uh, where you know we would stop. I would I would go through four pair of socks in a day to keep my feet healthy. Because, you know, without healthy feet, everything just falls apart. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. We were saying kind of that, you know, you you went on the walk and then you realized you still had to come back. <laughs> so is that, you know, how do you... <laughs> yeah. You, do you feel like you got what you needed to out of it? Mm-hmm. Or is there still more? Do you need to keep going? Or do you feel refreshed? Like you can start start again yeah I I do I think um it's super interesting because you know it was like I came home and I was like what the right like what the hell everybody's still here like all my stuff is here (laughs) like I don't feel like I'm not I'm not a different person Mm -hmm. and all my pain all my grief all my caca it's all still here right it's still here and so uh Right. That's that's the ugly truth. Right. That's sort of that's not if it's ugly. It's just perfect, I suppose. But maybe I had some idea that I was going to be changed and I was going to be different and maybe I would transcend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was some absolute um, 
changes that happened, you know, from the beginning, like being injured. And I, I walked with those crutches for probably 10 days. And then I finally, maybe after 12 or 13 days, I was able to ditch the crutches. Mm-hmm. And um, then I never used, I never used walking sticks again, unless I needed to uh, use it as a weapon for protection, which I did. I was thinking about that yesterday. I was talking to a friend and I realized, I think there was four different times I had to pull out um, the Kim's walking stick, which is a, a taser. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't think you even know that. Pull them out for what? For like to be, uh, yeah, for protection, for like defense. <laughs> so, um, I think the first time, well, the first time I grabbed, um, the stick was, we were, um, <laughs> David's face. I wish you guys could see David's mm-hmm. face right now. I don't know if I want to tell him anyway. So here's what happened. I was, at, we were walking and we were in kind of a, um, crappy area of town, like kind of in like a downtown area. Um, probably not the safest mm-hmm. and we come walking through and there's these two guys and they were, you could tell they were like, it was like there was drug dealing and stuff going on and we were, we were walking through. So I was like, let's, it was just me and Kathy actually. So I was like, let's go, let's go. And so I saw one guy looking at us. And so I buckled up my, my backpack and by the way, I'm carrying everything I own on my back. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm wearing my backpack with all my clothing, all like everything, yeah. my toiletries, everything's on my back. Right. So I'm carrying like a 20 pound back. Um, so I, I buckled up and Kathy was actually in front of me and she had her walking sticks. And so I grabbed her stick and I said, let me just have it. And I, he whistled. I I actually watched him look across the street and then I heard him whistle and I watched his eyes, Mm -hmm. which forced me to then look across the street and I saw another guy and then I saw him whistle and then there was a guy like up here. So at some point I realized I'm in the middle of this like triangle, right? So I grabbed, um, I grabbed Kathy's stick and I looked at him right in his eyes and I turned around, looked at the other guy, like right in his eyes, like, I see you. Mm -hmm. So I pulled my phone out and I just kind of gave them this look like, and I looked at Kathy and I said, get in front of me, right? Like walk faster. She had no idea what was going on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I grabbed her stick and I just made sure. So I took my phone out kind of like to say, I've got my phone and I'm, I'll do whatever I need to do. And I had the stick and made eye contact and they probably followed us for like, oh, maybe be four minutes if even that which seemed like an eternity yeah but you, that was just it walked behind they you? just yep just walked kind of following and uh i just made sure i kept on making eye contact i like let them know i see every single one of you and when i did then they just kind of fell off to the side hmm. so and then um the second time was we were on um we were in in selena i think it was in uh we were near Bradley, California, which is in center, central California, and we were on this long road called Holon Road, which is near um, Hunter Liggett, Fort mm-hmm. Hunter Liggett, right? So mm-hmm. it's just out in the middle of friggin' nowhere. Yeah. And so some guy, we watched him come by, and he was super, um, he was slow. He came, came, it was just me and Kim walking, and it was hot. And he came toward us, and he was slow, and then... Walking? No, he was driving, and we kind of watched him, and then, I don't know, maybe five minutes later, he came back. Mm-hmm. When he came back by, we both instantly, like, our spidey sense went up, and so I grabbed her stick, and, and then we watched him. And then he came back a third time. So when he came back the third time, we called um, one, of the, one of the gentlemen that was part of the Facebook group, actually, was supporting us through this area. He was camping somewhere else, but he was there to kind of support us because there was, it, it was, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. So we called him on the phone. And we just said, hey, you know, this guy's come by three times and, 
And, um, but we never saw the guy again. So that was okay. So that was mm-hmm. the second time I took this stick out. <laughs> uh, and then the third time, oh, was when we came up on a bunch of um, vultures. Yeah. Like, like actual birds? Oh, yeah. Like, okay, so roadkill. <laughs> I don't even know how to tell you about roadkill. Like, I saw so much roadkill. Yeah, like I'm everything sure. wild board. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we, and vultures we would see, but this was unique because there was, um, this was a brand new kill. Like the, the it was a doe mm. and she was bloody. Oh, wow. Bloody. Like they were like, there was blood everywhere. Jeez. And so looking around what I didn't know that we weren't on a road. Cause usually it was always that we would see, um, carcasses that got obviously hit by vehicles. Right. Cause we're kind of walking on the road. Well, this had a huge fence. So there was no way that a car hit this doe. Hmm. So then the question was, right, how did this doe die? Mm-hmm. That was that was like the biggest. And, of course, Andrew is telling me, you got to watch this video of this wildcat that comes at this guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, freaking the <laughs> mountain lion yeah, hissing at that exactly. dude. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, you know. So um, thankfully, Andrew was with me. That was because Andrew walked a few days with me. Mm. Um, the last, actually, one week, Andrew walked with me. So Andrew went way up ahead, and he had the same, you know, he mm-hmm. – so he – that was – that was the that was that was creepy, because we were looking around going, well, I wonder what killed that doe. That's weird. Yeah, mm. that was pretty wild. Yeah, so. Wow, that's not too big of a deal. No, none of them were that big of a Sounds deal, honestly. Right. Yeah, not that big of a deal. Hi, this is Christian Rios. As many of you know, I've been a member of New Wealth Advisors Club for over seven years and got started when I was 17 years old with absolutely no real estate experience. One of the biggest lessons I have learned from being in the industry is the need for authentic relationships. If you're looking for an actual team locally in Southern California with all the resources needed to close deals, register for one of our free workshops by visiting www.joinnwac.com. Thanks for listening to the Flippin' Off podcast. So, um, so what was the most difficult? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you think you were gonna quit ever? Like, actually, did you ever really contemplate quitting? No. That's good. Never. That's cool. No, I just, I just don't quit. Um, Kim's husband flew up. Um, a couple, so we had different people fly in or walk or drive in to meet us at different times and walk certain legs with us, right? Mm-hmm. They would maybe walk a day. Jasmine, for example, she came every single week. She drove. So the first time, my first week, she drove to San Diego and yeah, walked with cool. me. Yeah. And then so she walked with me. Like her goal was to walk with me every week, once a week with me and Kim. And she did. And... um she, you know, as we were talking to different people, she couldn't believe, I think it was the second week, she said, I can't believe how much better you're walking. Mm. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. So Kim's husband, Tom, um, came up, and after he walked with us for a few days, Kim asked him, so do you think that we're going to finish this? And he said, I think the only thing that will stop the two of you is an injury or a fire, mm. like a real injury. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So, yeah, and that's kind of, that was both of our mindset. You know, I met this person, Kim. There was four of us that started this walk, and Kim and I are, are the two that finished. Um, and, you know, we were two completely different people, um, but yet unbelievably kindred mm-hmm. in our spirits. You know, strangers, mm-hmm. starting out as strangers mm-hmm. on September the 12th, and by November the 3rd, we were, um, well, we've, you were there. We walked the last mm-hmm. mile mm-hmm. holding hands yeah, and so sobbing awesome. our eyes out. It's so pretty cool. incredible, you know. Um, so I think that 
it would have taken a very serious injury. Like something, one of us would have had to break something. Yeah, like not be able to physically. Like literally not be able to do it. But we both had injuries. You know, I had my hamstring and Kim had the top of her foot was injured, probably fractured. Jeez. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. It's hard on the body. Like just walking consistently, like that's really tough on the body. It was very, very hard. Definitely challenging. Yeah, I think when people would say that to me, that sounds like so much fun. I was like, really? Yeah. Sounds like fun. Christian coming with the ball, bouncing the ball around, mile one. Yeah. Mile 12. (laughs) Christian brought a ball. It was so fun. Get an Uber. (laughs) Is Uber here? (laughs) Yeah. They were going to come walk again, never did. Mm, Shocker. (laughs) (laughs) One and done. (laughs) He got his fix. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was actually the day I think that I, um, that was my birthday. So Kevin, Christian and mm-hmm. Jasmine all came and walked with me on my birthday and they drove up to, uh, Simi Valley. I was up in Simi Valley by that time. It's kind of crazy when you, you realize, you know, how far you walk. Like I actually walked here, you know, mm. <laughs> really bizarre. And when Andrew drove me home, um, I asked him, Hey, can we go home on the 101? Cause I really want to be able to see where I walked. <laughs> and it was mind-blowing yeah. like just mind-blowing you know yeah it didn't take too much longer right going the one-on-one driving right now probably 30 minutes it added to the mm. to the drive but it was worth it for me just to be able to see yeah, all the places that i walked and and what what that was actually like it's crazy yeah <laughs> so i don't know did i get what i wanted you know yesterday i had this feeling of um like what popped up in my head was I'm, I'm thinking about things that people have said to me, right? Like right when dad died, right? Ginormous trauma and people in their, in their, you know, own way of, of encouraging me, of mm-hmm. loving me, right? Was saying things to me like, um, there's, you know, God, you know, God gives beauty for ashes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's something beautiful on the other side of this. Wait mm-hmm. until you get, you know, the other side is going to be beautiful. And I literally was driving yesterday and I said out loud, am I on the freaking other side? Like, am I there? Mm-hmm. Like, what does the other side look like? Mm-hmm. And, and it's almost as if there was this, um, this false hope or, or almost like this target that I, that I thought I was going to arrive at, but it doesn't friggin' exist. Mm-hmm. It actually doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're on the other side. You were on the other side on March 15th. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah. It's all, you know, life is really just a big bundle of seasons. It's like, where are you right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was having a conversation with Amir last night and, you know, he's, mm. he's been in a bad way mm-hmm. i'm just gonna be honest he's been hiding from me actually hiding from me mm-hmm. which is hilarious kind of like you mm-hmm. and uh you know he finally showed up <laughs> don't give me that ugly look shut up <laughs> <laughs> and and I, he's like and, I, and I, I just told him like i'm just as jacked up as you are do you think yeah. i'm not jacked up i'm totally jacked up mm-hmm. you know and and like i'm i'm all wacky i i know that we all are yeah yeah it's true <laughs> It's true. Would you you want to do it again or something like that again? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I um a couple of things I've thought about, you know, when when some things I I got super clear on about myself is that um and I swear I've said this before and I feel like God might be going yeah, okay, we can just we can take another lap. <laughs> you need another lap? Go ahead, take another lap and I'm just like, "Ugh, I don't want to take another stupid lap." But um 
there's something about like doing those things you don't want to do that you you know you should, and just the reward that you get after it, and the feeling that you get, like, that energy. Yeah, it's healing, and it's. I think that's the kind of thing that you need to be able to push forward. Like what spoon we were talking about yesterday, like little things to look forward to. Yeah, little things to press toward. I think there's like there's something very powerful in sacrifice. Mm. You know, when you sacrifice what you want for an outcome, you know, like what you want, you sacrifice your comfort and what you want in that moment for an actual, you know, an outcome. It, it's it always pays off. I think it's like anything when, you know, it's like lifting weights when you sacrifice mm-hmm. your time and your mm-hmm. energy and comfort for a, you know? Yeah. I think I, I think I, um, I did a video. Yeah. And I think it was like right at the halfway mark or just over halfway and I, st- and I and I swear it took me that long to finally go, just give up being comfortable. Mm-hmm. Give it up. Be okay with being uncomfortable. Totally. Like embrace that. Embrace the uncomfortability. You can't grow otherwise. You really can't. Mm-hmm. You stay stuck. Well, actually, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's like, you know, um, it's like being in the ocean and trying to fight against the waves in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a waste of time. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is going to waste your energy. You are not going to win. Mm-hmm. So what happens when you just, like that's what submit. you're supposed to do. You just submit to you it, go to with the it. process. Flow with it. And then all of a sudden you're up on top of the water. Yeah. Totally fine. Riding the wave. Right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so much what life is so much about. It's so uh, about waves, <laughs> you know. Mm. That's why I have this damn thing on my arm to remind me that this constantly up and down and to just go with the flow yeah um do you think like i think about things like i thought a lot about this like the box right and i think you know we've had this conversation personally mm-hmm. about even how i raised you right uh and what i believed was you know the box that that i was introduced to mm-hmm. right is you know my parents raised me with like no no box you know, mm-hmm. my parents were super, uh, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of raising of myself and, you know, whatever. Um, and then, you know, I was introduced to this beautiful, shiny, clean and neat box. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to call it, um, I hate to say this, but I'm just going to call it, um, you know, evangelical Christianity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the truth, right? And so for for me, uh, not having any kind of structure, you know, growing up, I saw this as, oh, exactly. This is like so, and, and, and you know, like I'm a good rule follower. Mm-hmm. Give me the rules. Check all the boxes. I Yeah, I'm there. Like I'm a doer. I, you know, I make my bed every morning, mm-hmm. period, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm a, I'm a rule follower. Give me that. And I'm going to be like, yep, 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 yep. Check that box. Check that box. And that is what I did. And in this season in my life now, I'm realizing that mm, that box is, first of all, it is, it is offensive to put God in that box. Mm. It is not the truth. Mm-hmm. And even to think for a minute that God is contained inside the book of the Bible Mm. is offensive. Mm. And I think, you know, what I'm realizing now, and not that I don't, and by the way, I love Jesus. I love God. Like that's, I'm not saying anything like that. What I'm saying is I've come to the realization that God is so much bigger outside of than what's in the Bible Mm -hmm. because I've experienced such trauma in my life and such pain in my life that I now know that he, he, you, 
that he's much bigger than that. Mm -hmm. He is so much bigger than we even think. He is so much more powerful, so much more present, so much like smarter. Yeah, I think that's why they're basic instructions. Yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah. That's how I feel I do. Yeah, it is basic instructions, and that's pretty much it. But it isn't that isn't the end all. But that's not it. No, but I raised you that way. Yeah. And now what's happening is like those those that box that I that I painted and and raised you in. Now suddenly I'm living way outside the box, mm-hmm. and you're looking at me going like, "Who the f are you?" Mm-hmm. Right. And then now there's this new weird season where we're trying to navigate that. Yeah. And I'm saying, no, my faith is stronger stronger than ever, right? Mm-hmm. I feel closer to God than I ever have. And also I can say things to God like, um, not now. <laughs> kind of pissed at you. So <laughs> like, you know, like I, I, and I've never, never have I ever felt like that. Even in some of the most, the deepest trauma, I've never questioned him like, well, why, why this? Never. Mm-hmm. You know, even like when Brad died, you know, I, the first, I think, you know, real, loss that I experienced in my life. I never felt angry at God. I never felt like I questioned him or questioned like, what are you doing? But I'll be honest. Like now I'm like, what the heck, man? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing for every person. Like we all experience trauma. Like we all want, we all have goals in this life. We want, we all want to make money. We want to do real estate. We want to, you know, be successful and have a nice family and not be lonely, you know, have nice (laughs) things, belong to something, Mm -hmm. someone, Mm -hmm. um, don't realize that we all have those goals, but then you just get your legs chopped off out from underneath you and bad things happen to really good people. And in Mm -hmm. fact, bad things happen to everybody. Yeah. And life is so much about what, at least for us, um, like more happens to us. Yeah. I guess that's probably true, but I don't know. I think I'm sure, you know, bad, I know bad stuff happens to a lot of people and there's people, there's people that, yeah, I can hear some people's stories and be like, what, like nothing has happened to me, Mm. you know? Mm. So uh, it's, it's really just about kind of pivoting. I think life is so much about pivoting and, um, going with that flow, Mm -hmm. riding that wave, riding the wave. Yeah. Without guilt. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just taking each season. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think um, part of me wanting to do this walk is being like looking for, I think what I was asking for was a spiritual breakthrough. So really, if I'm honest, what I was saying is, hey, God, could you like uh, fix some shit for me, please? Because mm-hmm. stuff's jacked up. Right. So could you fix it? Maybe mm-hmm. that's what I was really saying. Mm-hmm. It's kind of embarrassing to admit, but I think that's the truth. Um, and... Like if I go out there, it's just going to be me and you. And yeah. I always do this with him. That's why I said he, he's like, okay, another lap. Okay, go ahead. Fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and right now I'm like, um, hold, please. Yeah. Just, just stay back over there for now. Cause I'm, um, maybe not hearing him or it's just the same song being repeated in my head. And I just got to be like, Oh, so it turns out the way I'm wired and the way he created me is to lead people and to create stuff. I build stuff. I build businesses. I build people. That's what I do. And no matter where I go, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. So I was, you know, for 12 days on my walk, I was super quiet and I was, um, walking in the back, Mm. quiet, not saying anything, just, you know, just like literally one step at a time. Also, I was injured. So that forced me to shut up because I had to work through a lot of pain. Mm. And, um, and then at some point it was like, if, if I don't lead, um, things are going to fall apart. 
Mm-hmm. So somebody has to lead, and somebody mm-hmm. just has to naturally take the lead and do the hard stuff and say the hard things. Mm-hmm. And it's not always popular. On the walk, you're saying? Uh-huh. Mm, interesting. Yeah. 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 Funny how that kind of translates to life as well. Entirely. That's what I mean. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for some breakthrough, and then that's what ends up happening. I show up to be exactly who I am. Yeah, just brings you back to your perspective, your normal, true perspective. That's what I'm saying. That's all it's really about, right? It is. Getting back to that. You know, because you get clouded when things happen to you. That's what I was going to say before is you get so clouded up as kids. I remember as a kid, it was so much more clear, Hmm. you know, and the older I get and the more bad things happen and the more events unfold in front of you, your perspective on life and how it should be starts to change. You get callous Hmm. and you get um, tired and depressed and you like all of the things in life hit you and you get to a point where you're just, you know, you can become despondent. So I think it's necessary to do things like you're talking about, like this Mm. crazy walk or pushing yourself to different limits or talking to somebody in a bus that you never would. Mm. Like whatever it is, like Mm. get out of your freaking comfort zone and Mm. do something different to wake yourself up. Mm. Wake up, Mm. right? Mm. And that's what I hear. Mm. Right? Entirely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's super easy to get, you know, really, if you think about it, what that is, is you're just, you're, you're allowing yourself to be victimized. Exactly. You become a victim of your circumstances. Right. That's not who you are. That's not how you were raised. Mm-mm. That's not what we do. No. No, absolutely not. But you do have to do something completely absurd. Yeah, you do. You yeah. do. Sometimes you do. Yeah. Otherwise, you really can just get stuck in that fog. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes a shock and awe. Yeah, and you can't get out of it. can't. Yeah, we can, but you don't know how. Yeah. Yeah, that's the danger, I think, with uh, with with people, um, and even with myself. And I think the the maybe the the older you get, and the more, like maybe even more intense the um, you know, you said you get your knees busted open. Mm-hmm. Even the more intense the um, trauma becomes, then you know you have to do more ridiculous things, like walk eight hundred miles mm-hmm. in fifty four days, because mm-hmm. yeah. Because why not? Yeah. Well, it has a lot to do with loss, I think, too. When you lose people in your life and, like, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden reality changes in front of you and mortality becomes – it looks entirely different and you realize, like, I'm going to die one day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. What am I doing here? Oh, yeah. You know that. Yeah. You know, like, people – their biggest regret on their deathbed is what they didn't do. Like, all the shit they didn't do. (laughs) Exactly. When are you going to do it? You know? When are you going to do it? Right. You don't know how much time you have. You always hear that. You don't really know how much time you have, but you really don't. When are you going to do it? Dude, I got to tell you, it's the first time ever. You know, like old people always say, um, life is short. Life is short. Yeah. For the first time in my life, I actually get that. No, I get it right now. I'm not going to lie. And that's why I think it has a lot to do with the loss you experience and like, Mm -hmm. you know, the things that you experience in your life because I totally feel I'm going to be 50 so soon. Like, I know it. (laughs) I freaking know it. Like... I know how fast 10 years just went, you know, like that's what I'm saying. So, you know, but it is what it is. It is. It absolutely is. And it is, it is. Yeah. Just do everything you can when you can and Mm -hmm. don't leave any, don't have any regrets. No regrets. Oh my God. (laughs) Just do it. I wonder how many slogans we could come up with right now. No regrets with with an A. No regrets. (laughs) Just obey. Live, love, laugh. (laughs) Oh, man, that's too good. I think it's awesome that you did this. I'm glad you 
home and safe. And mm -hmm. um, if you wanted to encourage people to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's so funny you say that because one of the things I feel called to do that Kim and I, I believe, are doing um, is I feel called to lead lead a walk like this for people. Hmm. Um, the thing about walking is that anybody, pretty much anybody can do it. You know what I mean? If you can walk, you can, you can, you can really push yourself. There's something beautiful about the journey mm. that happens. Um, and, you know, one of the things I've been considering, Kim and I have been tossing around, is leading people maybe like, you know, a three-day walk between two missions. Yeah, that'd be rad. Right? So people can say, you know, I'm in Southern California, so I'd like to walk from San Diego to San Juan Capistrano, and you could hit three missions doing that. And you'd probably put, I'm, I'm going to guess, I don't, I don't know for sure, but uh, like right around 100 miles. Mm, and you could do good. that, and absolutely, and that's, that's, a, that's a huge feat. It will, it will hurt you, mm -hmm, you know, you. it'll challenge you, yeah, but it'll also be incredibly rewarding. Mm -hmm. And there's something to um, doing it more than one day. Absolutely. Right? So it is 100%. like, yeah, Kim's husband said, uh, it was so funny, the day he flew in the first day, he flew into Santa Barbara. At the end of the day, he, he met us actually at the mission there. And then we went to the hotel and we're checking in and he says, ask the clerk, hey, is the gym open? And the guy goes, no, it's, it's closed. He's like, oh, man. And Kim goes, the gym, aren't you're walking with us tomorrow. He's like, yeah, we're walking. So what? And we start laughing. Oh, you're so cute. Right? <laughs> so at the end of that day, it was so funny. Um, we walked like probably 16 or 17 miles that day. And then at the end of the day, we went back to the hotel and we were out by the pool because we were, I don't know, my feet looked like, um, you know, Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble all together or like a big giant um, bear claw that you see, you know, like they're so, you're just so swollen. And so he was too. And we were like laying out, we were in the pool. And I said, so, you know, how, how are you feeling? He's like, dude, he said, he goes, you know what? I don't, I can't even wrap my mind around. I go, what? He goes, that you guys are going to get up and do this again tomorrow. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next day, and I was like, oh, buddy, this is day, you know, I don't know what day it was, maybe 20 something. Um, and he was like, yeah, I can't, I really can't wrap my mind around that. So there's something to not just one day of walking, but doing it again and then again, and yep. then again. So I think it needs to be a minimum of three days Absolutely. for people to have a walk. Yeah, you have to mentally prepare for that. Mm -hmm. You're not, it's not like, you could get away with just going one day and walking and then right. like, all right, I'm done with that. Right. But you have to prepare for three <laughs> days. Like that's a different, that's a different animal. So it, it totally is. agree. So I think that's something that I'm throwing around. So cool. I think if there is, um, you know, I think people would enjoy it. You know, and I'd like to, I would like, I would want you guys to do it. I would want to do it with my family, you know, yeah. people that I love first so that you can experience it and see. I think that it's happens. right for people. It's going to be right for people at a specific time. Mm -hmm. I think it like, cause if you, like, yeah, you want me to go cause you want me to experience what you experienced <laughs> in that process. But you can't, I don't think, I think somebody has to be ready. Right. And That's really want, yeah, like really want to do something like that and be ready to push themselves um, in that kind of way. Yeah. I think it's really special. It's really cool. No, so you're going to do that? I think so. You think I should? I think you should do it whatever you want. Well, obviously. But you know. Well, I think that passing that wisdom that you got from the experience is important. 
You know, it's funny. I um, I closed on three houses when I was walking. Mm-hmm. I walked a property, mm-hmm. like via FaceTime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spoon mm-hmm. Spoon took me into a property. We I walked at FaceTime. Uh, then I had her drive the comps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I saw them all FaceTime, and I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Right? This is super awesome. Mm-hmm. I was able to, to really work the entire time. I zoomed into, um, like, I think I zoomed into a club meeting once, and I zoomed into yeah, We RPB. bought a house in Idaho. Yeah, that's right. We bought a house, and we closed on a house in Idaho. Yeah, we talked talked you know it was it was uh perfectly i was perfectly capable of doing all that so yeah yeah i think uh i think it's awesome i'm proud of you and uh, i look forward to seeing what is going to come of it yeah i'll be at um rpp this weekend so i'm kind of excited i guess you know when i first got back i was like oh shit everything's still here and Mm -hmm. you people are here and i'm here and all my feelings are still here my freaking bed is you know what i mean like everything is still there um and then you know over the last couple of weeks because i've been home for almost two weeks now um i think little by little you know new inspiration is coming i'm feeling more and more inspired as i go each day yeah you just your whole everything is better really yeah just better. You just don't seem like you're freaking freaked out and stressed out, and like you're at the edge of your wits. That's how you seemed before the walk. You like you needed to go walk. Mm. So definitely a lot more um, at peace. It seems like you're back to a little bit more of yourself. Just mm-hmm. kind of relaxed, like you're not anticip or not anxious, not as anxious, anticipating something. Mm. Uh, one of the probably best lessons that I got on the walk was um, to just slow down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I could see that. Yeah, I, I definitely learned to slow down. Yep. You know, my my mind is like it's difficult to shut my mind down, and I know you understand this big time. Um, and when I when I don't respond or maybe react to all the thoughts in my head, you can react one of two ways. You can react, and I know for me, I react usually one of two ways, which is a. I get super stressed out and I try to do a whole bunch of different things to react to all the thoughts. That's what you were doing before you left. Yes. But then the second option is numbing it. Yeah. Right? Like those have always been my two options. I'm like, I'm, it's going too much. I need wine right, yeah, right now. Yep. Do you know what I mean? You did that too. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first stage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so now I'm more like, it's easier for me to, and I think based on the walk, a lot of this was that I, I said these things, I think I said to Kim one day, you know, what do we really like? Because in the beginning, some of the people we were with were super like, we got to get here. We got to get there. And I was like, why are we in such a friggin' hurry? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. what do we have to actually do today except for walk? Mm-hmm. We just have to walk and then get to our destination. Mm-hmm. So who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, and we were thankfully, we walked all the way through daylight savings time. So we were leaving early in the morning, you know, so as, as we got further in, we had to leave later. And anyway, that was the whole thing. But, um, you know, once I started just kind of putting things like that and just slowing down and breathing and just take one more step, just one more step, just take this one step. And, you know, if you can get to the end of that block right there, just get to the end of the block. And if you need to stop, then just stop. And there were several days where I did that. Mm-hmm. I just had to get to the curb and I would just be like, hey, I got to sit for a minute because my feet are throbbing so bad. Uh, they're on fire. You know, like, honestly, what I keep hearing over, it's just like habits and behavior and things that you do. Um, they really take an effect on your mental health and just your overall being as a person, like how you're showing up. And it's like anything that you do consistently, you end up, you end up 
acting that way or performing that way or you know what I mean? Any mm. you keep a consistent mindset, keep a consistent negative mindset, you end up negative, like just negative as hell. Anybody you're around, they're just like, why is that person so negative? Right. And honestly, like before you left, you were we were bickering about stupid shit. You were stressed out. It was just like it was just ridiculous, you know, the mindset that you were in. And everybody's gonna have to go through that at some point or another. It's just I think it has so much to do about what are you gonna do, how are you gonna deal with it. What are those steps you're going to take to get, you know, to deal with wherever you're at in that season in your life right now? And I think it's really, really awesome how you dealt with this and um, where you're at right now. I think people are going to be served to hear how that how it went and mm. what you went through. So I appreciate that. You've never told me that before. Well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> right there for everybody to hear. <laughs> yep. How about that? Well. Anything else you want to give these friendly people? Mm. You know, um, if there's, if you have questions, I guess, you know, about the walk or about anything, um, I'd say hit me up. Yeah. Ask whatever questions you want to ask. I'll probably, um, I'll I'll more than likely I'll post this and then I'll, I'll just, uh, I'd just like to um, answer any questions. And David has, um, you have film of the last day. Yeah. We're going to put together a video. I've got, Mm -hmm. I've got a bunch of good footage of the last mile, uh, of the entire trip. And actually the first morning, the last morning, the last morning, Uh um, at the hotel. Yeah. And then the, basically that day through and to the very last mission, the end point. Yeah. That was really emotional. So yeah, it was really cool. Lots of tears and yeah, it was awesome. Super crazy. Yeah. It was real powerful. Yeah. And maybe we should have Kim come down for a podcast. Totally. That was the plan. That was the plan. I think it'd be awesome to recap this. I'm going to be with her next week. So, um, you know, we could even do something when we're, we're going to be in Palm Springs hanging out. So we could definitely do something. Let's do it. So, all right, guys. Well, that's it. Going to be it for today. Yeah. Um, as always, if you have any recommendations about podcasts, hit us up uh, on our our. Uh, let's see. It'll be David. You could just hit me at davidboswell.nwac at gmail.com. You can check us out at newwealthadvisorsclub.com. Um, check out our social medias and YouTube page. And um, if, as always, if you're interested in becoming a part of the club, then check us out and send us a message, and we'd love to meet with you soon. So, um, but yeah. I think that's going to be it for now, guys. Thanks a lot. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Melina Boswell, your host of the Flippin' Off podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we'd love for you to subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and tell your friends all about us. You can find more episodes of the Flippin' Off podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you like to listen to awesome podcasts like this. If you like what you've heard, we'd really appreciate it if you'd follow us on Facebook and Instagram and tell us the stories that you'd like to hear. Tim Jackson is our senior producer. Luke Jackson is our editor. Brothers. Josh Maldine is our producer. Sound design by Frequency Factory. Our executive producer is Mind and Mill. This was all created by Dave Boswell for New Wealth Advisors Club.